Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Says the Big Cat Club Discord, Vandy against Auburn to be like the Bourbon Bowl. They have nothing to lose. Jake Crane's analogies are hilarious. He was a '90s kid for he was a '90s kid for sure. Board games, trouble, and sorry, LOL. I like how he also said 
His goldfish could tell you that. Yeah, Jake's awesome, man. Again, I cannot wait to meet Jake Crane in person in Nashville. Going to be a lot of fun. And SEC Media Days is going to be a blast. And, guys, in case you missed it, of course, the content returning for SEC Media Days, the Behind the Beak mini-vlog series. I will be documenting each and every single day at SEC Media Days. Again, we're heading to Nashville on Sunday. Going to be checking in on Sunday, getting settled. And, of course, it begins Monday morning with Greg Sankey speaking at 11.30 Central Time. So, going to be a lot of fun in case you missed it, guys. TDC will air live at night, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Thursday is a travel day, and then Friday, we are right back here. Going to be a fun week for sure. Uh, guys, again, the phone lines are open, 843-790-3377. Our phone lines rang off the hook yesterday, by the way. Phone lines rang off the hook. I appreciate you all doing that. Eric Reese says, enjoy media days, my guy. Reese, you're the man. Appreciate you. Hey, the new store is up. I got a code I'll be sending your way shortly, my guy. Appreciate all your hard work. Uh, my guy Lance says, tomorrow's my birthday, and I feel the lattes I'm going. I feel for the lattes I'm going to sacrifice, Lance. No latte will be safe tomorrow on your birthday. That's for sure. Todd Smith. Tuning in from sunny Arizona. How about that? Where in Arizona are you, Todd Smith? Jeff Gulich's countdown to the simulation games. You know, it's funny, Jeff. A sound that's been stuck in my head lately is the... Dude, the, the band, the band homies. Shout out the band homies. The band sounds on NCAA football. Nothing better, dude. Lynn Turner said earlier in the show, we use starters on special teams. We put a premium on special teams play. Not every team does that as much as we do. Lynn, that's a great point. That is a great point and a major reason why South Carolina has had big-time success in special teams. By the way, I want to shout out Football Frank, who joined the Big Cock Club yesterday and is now officially in the Big Cock Club Discord. You can join today, patreon.com slash Big Cock Club or click the link in our bio and click that Big Cock Club link to join today and get access. Ton of fun. Glad to have football Frank be a part of it. Todd Smith says, I wouldn't be surprised if Nicholas Harbor play a part in the return game this year. You could see it. I mean, listen, I, I could I could very well see it. I could very well see Nicholas Harbor being a factor in that role this season. Ethan says, speed and special teams is going to define our wins and losses this year. Creativity on all sides will continue, and Beamer knows how to do it. Indeed, listen, Beamer ball is yet again going to be a big part of what South Carolina does. Spur Daddy says, Beamer ball is the real deal. Special teams makes this team go just like his dad did at Virginia Tech. I, I agree with you, man. I agree. Spur Daddy says, Limbo isn't only an awesome special teams coach, but an awesome recruiter to boot. Spur Daddy, I can see Harbor returning kicks. I sit back with my popcorn and watch if that kid is back there fielding kicks. Ethan says, if we win nine games or more, Pete Limbo wins assistant coach of the year. If Carolina wins nine games or more, Shane Beamer, I think, should be up for coach of the year. Truly. I, I, I really do believe that. 
Luke RJ says, you can't stop Beamer Ball in special teams and turnovers. That's what it feels like, man. That's what it feels like. It was Spider-Man 3001 that said, Amarian Brown's punt return against Clemson, most underrated play of the game. It gave us momentum to start the second half. It most certainly did, man. It was a very underrated play. I do agree. Uh, let's see. Spur Daddy says, Beamer's building this thing in the mold of what his dad did at Virginia Tech, just with better recruits. People can say what they want to, but this guy is for the duration, and it's Beamer ball to the moon, baby. Indeed. Indeed, man. I'm excited. I mean, listen, there's no reason why you should not be excited going into this season. Absolutely none. There's no reason why you shouldn't be excited. Ethan said this, it's a business, fellas, and that's going to happen. And I think he's talking about the the hot takes, the, the, the headlines, whatever. That's going to happen. To be lucrative, you have to put your team bias aside. He also mentioned you'll have to realize that Chris is doing this for his livelihood, not his hobby. There will be business involved in his guest content, merchandise, etc. I mean, Ethan, listen, you make a point for sure. I mean, I, I, I've said this many times, and I'll say it again. One of the reasons that TSUS has succeeded to the level that we have, the, the reason that we will continue to succeed, you know, to do this successfully, you have to be able to think of things from not just the fan perspective, not even just the content creator perspective, but from the entrepreneurial perspective, you, you have to. You you will not have success doing it if you cannot view it from that lens. A business that generates no revenue is a hobby. It's not a business. And one of my goals in starting this, I mean, I, I, I wanted to be an entrepreneur before I knew I wanted to be even a South Carolina content creator. I mean, I, actually, I'll go back on that because – when I was a kid in middle school, high school, like I knew I loved covering sports. So I'll go back on that. I knew that I wanted to be in sports, whether it was covering sports, it was, you know, something to do with sports. So I did knew that first, but it was around the same time. Once I stopped playing baseball in college and my mindset shifted from sports to, to business and entrepreneurship and, and viewing others who had done that successfully. And so it was this perfect marriage to where it was like, I hated my nine to five. I was not fulfilled. I was not happy. I was not the best version of myself because of it. So it was this, this, this yearning to break that mold and the wanting to and the willingness to chase and pursue and do the things necessary, required, in entrepreneurship. It also, and I'm so grateful for this, it lined up with something that I'm so passionate about, which is sports, the Gamecocks, and creating content, creating merchandise as well. It all lined up together. But you have to have both aspects for sure, Ethan. And what I'm really fortunate for in in my journey and, and the way that I'm wired as a human being I'm not someone, and I never have been, I'm not someone that is blinded by my fandom. It's it's just like Jake Crane just said, guys. 
I mean, we all pull for somebody. E- even those in the national media covering the SEC that have, quote-unquote, no bias, everybody likes somebody. It's hard to be a fan of college football without having a team. I mean, it, it just is, right? But even I'll say this, as I progress and grow and evolve as an entrepreneur, as a content creator, I'll always be a Gamecock. But I find it on a day-in, day-out basis easier and easier to become more objective. Honestly, I do. And I'm grateful that I'm wired that way. And again, I've talked about it before. It goes back to my grandfather. He was no nonsense. I mean, he loved the Gamecocks, but his whole life wasn't determined by being a Gamecock fan. Now, again, he loved sports. I mean, this is a man that would listen to sports talk every night, practically six to eight. He would listen to that every night. Would read the newspaper. Would watch all the games. But I still look at my grandfather's. He wasn't defined by being a gamecock. He was a husband. He was a father. He was a golfer. He was a he, he was an entrepreneur. He was a you know a, a thinker. He was a he was a doer. Right. I mean, he he did many things. And so when we would talk about South Carolina football, we would have very candid conversations. My grandfather did not preach pro-USC propaganda for the sake of it. He, he, he didn't try to convince me that, son, now make sure you never speak one critical word, one ill word on South Carolina. He never instilled that in me. Thank goodness. Because at the end of the day, guys, I mean, it goes without saying that's that's not what plays. I could not do this full-time for a living if I were not willing to be critical, if I were not willing to, at times, be controversial. And so I've embraced from the jump. The way I approach things, the way I do things, it's it's not for everyone. It's not. And that's, that is totally fine. But for the people out there that label me and label TSUS as he's toxic, he's negative, he just creates controversy... That's not true. All that says to me is that you are a person who lacks the ability to entertain even slightly an opinion or a thought that differs from your own. You cannot handle the heat when it's turned up. That, that's just the way you are wired. We see these people through life. We see them in politics. We see them in business. And we see them in sports. There's some people out there who get extremely uncomfortable in disagreement and confrontation in banter when it really shouldn't be that serious. I mean, guys, it's, it's sports. This isn't life or death, but there are some people out there that just really become uncomfortable. It's not that I'm negative or toxic or because I'm also positive and praise when it's due and give credit when it's due. And I try to be nothing but fair. And I believe I accomplish that on a day in day out basis. But there's people out there that, whether it be South Carolina, whether it be Auburn, whether it be Alabama, whether it be Georgia, there's a small faction out there that just, you can't question anything without, oh my God, you're negative, you're toxic, you're you're anti-us. If you're not pro-everything, you're anti. And I mean, guys, call it for what it is. There are, there are entities out there in the South Carolina space that, are they would never say an ill word about South Carolina. They they would never say even a critical word, hardly, 
They're not doing it full time. They haven't built the following that we have. They haven't built the platform. They haven't had the success that we have. They just, they haven't done it. Tell me why. And I believe it comes back to because people, they don't want to be told what they want to hear all the time. They want to be challenged. The fun. That's why I say the beauty is in the banter, man. And every now and then, sometimes the banter, hey, guess what? Sometimes you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Sometimes the banter, you give your honest take and honest opinion and it backfires. I would say, I think 95% of the takes that I give are, you know, good takes, solid takes, takes that create conversation, banter to a reasonable degree. There's about 5% of takes that I have that just flat out miss. I've had those takes. I mean, I could make a list right now, guys. And even if I still to this day, I mean, there's some takes, guys, that I've had that people have tried to get me literally canceled over that I still look at the take and say, I I don't know how anybody even would get mad at this. That's the beauty of the internet. There's some things that you think are like really hot takes where you're like, man, that's, you know, this is going to get people going. And it doesn't. And then there's some things that you'll post and you're like, man, this is, this is so no brainer, like no big deal. And it goes crazy. But you live by the sword, die by the sword, man. You, you have to keep swinging. You have to keep talking. You have to keep showing up. You know, you can't just have one take that people don't like and, and you fold. You, you just, that's, that's not how you win. So, you know, back to Ethan's point, I mean, again, about business. And, you know, I, I, I really, though, Ethan, I, I don't go into, like, the show and say, well, what can I, what, like, like Jake was saying, you're not like, what hot take can I give that's going to generate clicks and views and, because when you do that, it's so easy to spot. Like, you you come off as you're not authentic, you're not genuine, your, your content's not going to pop that way. You got to be real. You got to be real. And I actually watched something today, a clip from, uh, from Gary Vee talking about, you know, somebody was asking about how do I find my niche? And I loved what he said because I've said this for a while as well, and I, I agree with him 110%. Your niche is being you. Your niche is being authentic, genuine to yourself. Guys, there are multiple entities that talk Gamecocks. We're all talking about the same stuff to a degree, but it's but it's who we are as people and it's our and it's our tones and it's our it's our opinions on it. It's 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 our fingerprint that puts the spin on it that makes our content unique. You know what I mean? So Anyways, man, I mean, I, I just approach everything like that, Ethan. I give my, I try to be, listen, the, 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 the best, the greatest compliment or one of the greatest compliments I can receive at this point is when you say you're not a homer, you're unbiased. Like, good. That's what I'm shooting for. I'm a South Carolina guy. I'll always be a South Carolina guy. But I have not hid the fact that I have aspirations and intentions at some point of going beyond just the South Carolina scope and and talking the entire SEC and expanding my brand to a more national platform. Like, I, I'm not hiding behind that. That is something that I, I'm excited for, and I will embrace that, and I hope that you guys and my audience will embrace it. Will there be some backlash? Will there be some people that don't like it? I'm, I'm sure there will be. I'm, I know for a fact there will be. But my goal at the end of the day is not to see things from a garnet and black scope where it's just – Let's pump pro USC to the point that Jake made. <laughs> I've never gotten a check from South Carolina. Quite the contrary. South Carolina has gone out of their way 
multiple times at nearly every turn over the years to make my life harder. What can we do to put TSUS out of business and make him go away? And so it's it's also kind of funny when I see those comments on social media like, why won't you go away? The school didn't even like you. My goal was never for USC to like me. My goal, my goal was to wake up every day and do something I love to do. That's it. When you really boil it down to it, my goal from the jump, what can I do? Can I turn my passions into a business where I wake up and do something I'm passionate about, I talk about something I'm passionate about, and I do something I love to do every day? Where I get to fulfill my purpose and fulfill being my higher self? Am I able to do that? And every day since August 5th of 2019, I'm proud to say that I've been able to do it. Bottom line. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from John Edward. John Edward. What is up, my friend? How are you? Good. How are you, bro? I'm doing fantastic, man. I appreciate you asking. What is going on? No, I'm just, uh, I said, just walked in the door a few couple of minutes ago. I'm uh, uh, still in my early week, uh, one week. Uh, sorry. Got a off work early and just you know came home and now I'm chilling. Very nice, my friend. Very nice. Yeah, uh, dude. Seven weeks tomorrow. Seven more Saturdays tomorrow, and six more Saturdays until we get college football. Vandy and Hawaii for the SEC, and obviously there are other games as well to pay attention to. But uh, yeah, man, I'm super pumped. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, I just uh, actually got home last night and uh, from my Bible study, and I went and <laughs> saw all that went down between uh, Brad Crawford and uh, Mark Ryan. Um, I was actually listening to you and Jake were talking about, like, I did, dude, I think it was you that said, or was it Jake that said, yeah, I know Mark wants to say Beam has got the same record as must champ after two years. But I didn't realize Beamer's got the same record right as Spurrier after two years. Is that what I heard? Yes. So I believe that is – yeah, I'm trying to think back. I, I, I believe that's correct because it was must champ who surpassed Spurrier or, you know, had more wins than Spurrier after three. I believe they were tied after two. I could be wrong, but uh, yeah. I don't I don't think I am. I don't think I am. Yeah, because okay. – Sa- yeah, I'm God, almost. It's just funny I believe that, they both had 15 wins. I believe Spurrier also had 15 yeah. wins through two years. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's just funny that Mark chose to use Muschamp to compare to say him being has the same record as Muschamp as two, but didn't choose to use Spurrier. Like, if you're going to use Muschamp name, then use Spurrier's name as well when you're comparing him and Beamer's right. record. Like, I don't know why we just got picked Mus- Muschamp. He had to choose Muschamp's name to Spurrier's life. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, I was just – I actually DM Brad last night. I'm like, hey, thanks for going on and, <laughs> quote, taking on Mark and Diesel. So, I actually DM Mark. Uh, yeah, that Brad, was a, that was, that was a fun – that was a fun conversation. That was a lot of fun <laughs> to hear, for sure. I, I was – I was, uh, uh, yeah, I was um, very intently tuned in. Yeah, that was yeah. Like I did not, I didn't, I didn't tune in live. But I was able to go back and listen to it. So that was 
started DM Brad. I'm like, hey, thanks for doing that. And so I was, I'm one of the people in the fan base that's kind of not a fan of Mark Ryan's and mm-hmm. a few, sure, a lot of people in the fan base on it. But right. anyway, um, so you're leaving, let me ask you before I get out of here, you're leaving what? Sunday for a national? Yeah, Sunday. We'll probably leave around 10 or 11 a.m. And, and get in town, you know, just before dinner, something like that. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's, it's going to yeah. be a blast. I, uh, yeah, can't wait. So, you know, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah, I, I don't want to be put on watch, but uh, my route that I'm taking, I might even leave a little bit earlier because you guys know I love stadiums. My route I'm taking, I'm passing right through Knoxville. So, May may okay. have to may have to sneak into a not that would be sneaking into but may have to uh, make a pit stop and check out Neyland. I've never actually seen yeah, Neyland in person, like the inside of Neyland. So yeah, you don't have to like somebody like why would you go there? So I saw one time you went to Cincinnati, drove by Cincinnati Stadium. Like why are you going to Cincinnati Stadium? Like just because you're a fan of one team, I mean, don't cannot like other you know stadiums. Look at them. Yeah, you know, I mean, you can you can again like you can that. you can appreciate a cool stadium. That's yeah, yeah, you can. Yes, what I don't even know what Tennessee holds. So I know it's one of the bigger ones. Yeah, I mean they hold a hundred thousand. I don't know the exact number, but they they're they're seating a hundred thousand in there. Yeah, give me one sec. Newland Stadium. I'll let you go. It's it's a hundred over. It's. 101,915, Looking at the schedule, he'll probably be like one thirty, something like that, in the afternoon Eastern time. So, um, but yeah, obviously, the, obviously, we'll be, be there, man. Yeah. I, we'll, we'll we'll keep you up to date with everything going on. So, gotcha. Yeah, all right, yeah, I'll let you go. But I figured, I, like I said, call in because I got off a little bit early. And like I said, you had a great time in Nashville. I know you're excited about that. Yeah, John Everett, I appreciate it, man. Have a great weekend. We'll talk soon. All right, see you, bro. Yeah, man, be good. John Edward Kruger, always appreciate him calling in. Uh, guys, we got some questions. We're going to jump into a quick break. I see my guy Eric Reese submitted one. Madison Duncan, Luke RJ. I want to get to these for sure. Um, let's see. <laughs> Anyways, Big Cock Club Discord is active as well. Really, really good stuff. And again, I, I want to keep, you know, we we didn't do like a, and we'll do this next week, <clears throat> a little bit of an SEC Media Days preview. I don't know. We could do that Sunday night. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Next week's going to be a lot of fun, guys, because a lot of the content, you know, we're doing the opponent previews, which those will take up a lot of the show because basically all of the conversations I've had with these people have been minimum 30 minutes. So these will take up a lot of the show, but we're going to have a lot of convo about SEC Media Days, previewing it the day that was. Talking South Carolina, going to be a lot of fun. So let's get back into your questions, your comments. Let's see. Eric Reese says, hypothetical. Let's say DK produces some solid production in the backfield this season and rushes for 500 to 750 yards this season. How would you guess that our season went? Eric, I'd say we had a pretty damn good season. I I, I think that, uh, dude, 500 or more rushing yards, in my opinion, 
again, I'm trying to keep realistic expectations here. I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, is a massive success. I think 500 or more rushing yards would be an incredible year for the carry-on joiner. I, I, I really do. You know, we'll talk about this a lot more when we get into <clears throat> our positioning at preview series. We'll talk about it a lot more. But I, I, I think that'd be... I think that'd be a massive success. I, I, I really do. I think that'd be a massive success. So, I would say if South Carolina, if he's rushing for 500 to 700 yards, I'd say Carolina's having a pretty damn good season. Because, in my opinion, you got the run game somewhat figured out in that scenario. That Like, there's some balance in the offense. There's some run game, right? Some sort of run game. <clears throat> Spider-Man 3001 said, just like how we all love America but don't agree with everything our government officials do, we all love the Gamecocks, but don't always agree with the university or other fans. Indeed. Luke RJ said, I like this show and TSUS because you interact with the fans more than others by reading our comments on the show or letting people call into the show. And a big cock on the merch. Yeah, Luke RJ, I, I've just always looked at it as, again, people, people wonder why I say we instead of I because I, I do look at it as we, us. Like, everything TSUS does is, is us. It's we. You know, without without you guys, without love and support of those, you know, without you guys showing love and support to TSUS, nothing we do would be possible or what we're doing would be possible. You know what I mean? Like, and I just, from the jump, I've always wanted to create an environment where it's like, I'm not necessarily talking to my audience or to the audience. I'm talking with the audience. I, I've even had to, you know, I, I've had to in some scenarios sometimes... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I think I asked for too much feedback or I asked the audience too much and it's like, in a way I am speaking to the audience, but it's it's us. You know what I mean? It's we. So... Luke RJ, I'm just happy we have, and that's that's why I kept, you know, the QA power app. I mean, that's why I kept that because, <clears throat> because, you know, I didn't want to lose out on what made TDC special and what makes it special, which is the open-ended banter 
and the conversation that we have. That, to me, is what makes TDC unique, what makes it special, that it's really just wide open. You know, I lean on you guys during the Q&A Power Hour to, you know, present topics, conversations, questions, what have you, calls. So, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Anyways, guys, the conversation that really took social media by storm yesterday. Mark Ryan, Brad Crawford gets into it, but this, you know, he did it yesterday on the show, and I, I didn't think anything, anything of it. Mark's done it before. But comparing Shane Beamer to Will Muschamp. And I'll just say this to start off, because we had some interesting conversation in the Discord about this. Some very interesting combo in the Discord about this. That even if the records are the same, let's let's say, let's say that Shane Beamer goes seven and six this year, right? Let's say he goes seven and six. And so then Shane Beamer has the same record after three seasons as Will Muschamp. Even if the records are the same. It's a conversation that this fan base will simply not allow. And I don't blame them. Because you look at how toxic things were in the building. How poorly things ended. I don't blame Gamecock fans for not entertaining the conversation in the slightest. But if we're going to do so, if we're going to, for whatever reason, compare Will Muschamp and Shane Beamer, here's what I'll say, and and I mentioned this on social media. Are the records the same? Sure, they are. 15 wins through two seasons. The records are the same. But not all records and not all wins and losses are built equally. And I would argue, guys, that Shane Beamer's done more in two seasons in Columbia than Will Muschamp did his entire tenure. Shane Beamer beat Kentucky and Lexington, something Will Muschamp was never able to do. Shane Beamer beat Texas A&M. Something Will Muschamp was never able to do. Shane Beamer beat Clemson. Something Will Muschamp not only was never able to do, but the games were never even close. And so you can refer to total wins. You can even look at recruiting classes, and the classes are comparable, but context matters. Context matters. So when you talk Will Muschamp and Shane Beamer through two seasons, I think the better comparison is comparing Shane Beamer to Steve Spurrier through two seasons. I know it's not the same because Steve Spurrier was already a Hall of Famer, a legend when he got to Columbia, and Shane Beamer's a first-time coach. But that's also why it's invalid to compare Will Muschamp and Shane Beamer because Will Muschamp was a failed SEC head coach when he came to Columbia. Shane Beamer has a blank slate. So, while you can sit there and you can compare records, there are so many holes that you can poke in that. There are so 
many holes that you can poke in that conversation. The one thing I will say is this. Hindsight is twenty twenty. So when it goes to, you know, when using context, the records were not built the same. They were the same, but not built the same. When you think about vibe around the program, after two seasons, nobody knew how bad the culture was, or nobody even knew there was a bad culture. South Carolina in the second season of Will Muschamp was coming off nine wins in an Outback Bowl. Vibes were sky high. Guys, I recall the preseason of 2018, the question was, is South Carolina going to challenge Georgia for the SEC East this season? That was the question mark. That was the vibe. So, morale was pretty high. And so, well, I'm not going to sit here and entertain the the, the conversation. I'll just say this. I recall a time when Will Muschamp was beloved, believe it or not, just as much as Shane Beaver. Let's jump to the phone. Calls from? Will from Guardian Myrtle. Will, what's going on, my guy? How are you? Good, man. Uh, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. Appreciate appreciate you asking. What's up? Can you hear me good? I can hear you perfectly, my friend. What's going on? Okay, okay. All right, um... Just wanted to give my quick take on the, the Will Muschamp comparison that drives most of us up a wall. Um, first off, you know, the, the comparison is, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you look at the record, it's the same, obviously, but going forward, does anybody in this world think that, that, that Beamer is going to fall off a cliff after this year, even if we just win six games? Mm. I don't think it's a downslide. The, the the last two years of Will Muschamp's tenure in South Carolina was like a marriage that had been over for a long time, and and you're cheating, and she's cheating, and nobody gives a shit about anything in the household. Um, it, it, I don't think that Beamer is, is going to do that to us, regardless of what happens this year. Not to mention that Muschamp was, what, one and two in bowl games, if I'm not mistaken. So hopefully Beaver can get a ball win this year regardless of what the regular season record is, and he'll be also a better start than that. But it's just maddening when you think about people constantly want to do this. Because I think it's only because they know how much people dislike Washington and South Carolina, so being able to compare the two is a nice way to piss somebody off. But it just seems more like the trajectory is more of the furrier trajectory than it is the Muschamp. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, Florida, I think Muschamp, peaked in the second year. I think he might have won 11 games in the second year, and then the third year it kind of went off the cliff. Mm-hmm. And I think he did the same thing kind of in South Carolina where he won nine in the second year, and then it kind of went down and then went in the, went the hole. Um, but, yeah, I just it just it drives me crazy because it's like you, you don't get that feeling. Like, there's just so many optimistic, you know, things around campus to be happy about where he's changing the poetry, he's changing the program, he's changing the stadium, we got the lights, we're getting all kind of new stuff. You know, it just feels different than when Muschamp was there. It just felt like we were always going to – in the big games, too. And I know you spoke about this, but in the big games, it seems like we show up a lot. Now, we have gotten our ass kicked a couple times on the Beamer. I'm not going to say we have. Mm-hmm. But it seems like we show up better in those big games, whereas Muschamp teams just seem to fall flat whenever we played anybody good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and I'll say this, Will, to your point. I mean, again – context just it has to matter in a conversation like this I mean you, you look at last year has South Carolina benefited from 
from turnovers and special teams and sure, but I mean, back-to-back wins over top 10 teams. Those were not fluke wins. Those were wins. I mean, Carolina whooped Tennessee's ass and they could have beaten Clemson by two touchdowns. Had some things worked out their way, you know, some bad calls, bad breaks, whatever. I look at Will Muschamp's second year. Man, it was as smoking mirrors as smoking mirrors gets. I mean, Michigan turned the ball over five times in the bowl game for you to win that game, right? Like, there was a lot of that in that season. There was a lot of that. So, again, it's just not as simple as, you know, well, let's just compare records and end it at that, right? It, it's not as simple as that. It, it's just not. I will say this, though, Will, as you called in, the point that I was making, hindsight's twenty twenty. So, like, Will Muschamp is now a dirty word in Columbia. I get that. And Will Muschamp is hated. I mean, it's it's the cool thing to hate Will Muschamp. But, dude, I'm telling you, I recall a time not so long ago when Will Muschamp, he wasn't just liked, Will. He was beloved. He was beloved by Gamecock fans. I mean, when I went on that fire Muschamp tirade after the UNC game, a lot of people were like, hell yeah, fire Muschamp. A lot of people wanted to kick right. my ass. Like, a lot of – dude, I mean, I, I mean, it was crazy. A lot of people disagreed. A lot of people. So, and after the second year, people loved Coach, that Coach Boom, you know, his second opportunity. Like, he learned from Florida. Look at us. Like, I mean, dude, there were people with Muschamp. There were people with Muschamp that they told me they were like, you know, Chris, I, I 2020 Texas A&M, I finally got on the fire Muschamp wagon with you. People held out that long, dude. Will Muschamp got every chance and then some from this fan base. So don't tell me that Will Muschamp was just hate. Like, dude, Gamecock fans love that dude. So, you know, I, I just I, – that I guess that's a conversation more so differing in the sense of, like, you know, right now, I mean, Shane Beamer can do no wrong right now. Can it turn, though? Yeah, because no, yeah, yeah. no coach is immune to the effects of losing. No coach. No coach can combat that. No coach. I don't give a damn how happy you are and joyful, and none of that matters if you don't win. Yeah, I'll add this to that. I feel like Shane Beamer's coaching job in year one might have been one of the best coaching jobs we've ever had in a single season. When you think about doing more with less, when you think about winning games with four different starting quarterbacks, with all of the, the injuries and the turnovers, mm-hmm. you know, it seemed like Muschamp, let's, let's be honest, Muschamp had some real. Oh, okay. We just lost Will from Dirty Myrtle, but uh, I think he was going into comparing comparing the year ones. I mean, again, guys, it's, listen, it's the middle of July. That's why we're even having this conversation. because We, we need football back, right, obviously. But uh, it is interesting how over the last, you know, what, 24 hours or so, it, it, it's really taking Gamecock social media by storm. But I, I just, as I said before, man, like, if we're just solely comparing the first two years, like I, I know the win total is the same, but again, that that's just that's where the combo stops. That's where the combo stops. Let's jump to the phone lines. Call from Nancy's Nook to accept. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for the prank call there. 
Another one. Here we go. Let's see. Call from Dolphin. Here we go. Dalton, what's going on? I'm just relieved to hear that you're not Nancy's Nook who just tried to call into the show. What's up? <laughs> uh, how's it going? I, I'm doing well, man. How's that that was the call. That was the call right before you. I don't know if you heard that or not, but uh, yeah. So we got some people playing some tricks today on this Friday. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I wanted to uh, call in and sort of uh, get get your opinion, get your take on uh, this this whole Tennessee situation mm-hmm. and what it means for the uh, for the NCAA as a whole. Because in my view, um, I mean, th- this sort of punishment sort of cements like the NCAA as basically being a toothless organization with no power, mm. um, basically meaningless in the, uh, in the realm of college athletics, other than the fact that they you know, organized the, the college baseball tournament and they organized the college uh, basketball tournament. I mean, yeah, Dalton, I, I, I would say this, you know, I, and I know you're, you're someone that's not pleased with the end result, obviously no postseason ban. And, you know, just speaking on the punishment, I, I do think that the impact is greater than we realize in recruiting. The postseason ban thing, I, I'll just say this, and, and I mentioned it earlier, what's tough about it is do they probably deserve a postseason ban for everything that happened? I mean, dude, over like 200 mishaps or, or you know, uh, mistakes they made or what have you do they probably deserve it yeah but i just i hate punishing people who had nothing to do with it i I hate that i do i hate that i hate punishing players coaches that they had nothing to do with it so how do you punish i mean the fact of the matter is yeah go ahead the 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 fact of the matter in in my view is that somebody's got to get punished i mean baylor did similar things to what uh to what tennessee did i'm sure tennessee fans will say oh well baylor was worse or whatever but you've never seen the ncaa in the past go oh well you know this coaching staff had nothing to do with it and they cooperated so you know we're we're gonna lighten the punishment and we're not gonna do a postseason ban we're not gonna do this that would be like me committing a bank robbery like taking all the money I robbed from the bank, burying it, and then a month later, you know, like going to the police and saying, uh, I just wanted to let you know I robbed the bank. You know, if I show you where all the money is, like, d- don't punish me as much. Like, it, it doesn't, it's not supposed to work like that. You know, you're, you're just showing everybody within the realm of college athletics, they can basically commit whatever recruiting violations they want to and get away with it. I mean, Tennessee has already been accused of recruiting violations with their, you know, freshman uh, quarterback, Nico Slapdick or whatever, the guy they paid $8 million for. Their claims that they um, committed violations in in that recruiting process. So ultimately, this isn't going to stop unless you, you bring the hammer down, and they did not bring the hammer down today, which is disappointing. And I listen, I hear you from that perspective. I do. I, I hear you from that perspective. And and I say this, I mean, does the I mean, I, I guess would you expect anything less from the NCAA? I I'll just put it that way. I mean, you, you can't you can't count the NCAA for anything. And uh, you know, is, is there some preferential treatment? I mean, sure, absolutely. I I I mean, there's not one sole like 
method of operation where, okay, if you have this many, this many, uh, you know, things against you, then we're going to do this punishment. I mean, you know, they, I'm sure when they sat down and they looked at it and they said, okay, here's everything that happened. Previous staff, here's what we could do. Here's how we could punish them. But, you know, Tennessee's a brand in college football. And you know what? Brands are good for our business. And the last thing we want to do is keep one of those brands out of the postseason. I mean, I know you don't like it. I don't like it either, but that's it. I think that's that's a lot of probably what it came I, down to. I mean, the fact of the matter, though, is, uh, as most people have been saying, if a school like Oklahoma State or let's go with, like, Arkansas, even South Carolina did something like this, and, you know, even if they had cooperated, I guarantee you they'd be getting more than this slap on the wrist that they're getting. Now, the uh, scholarship restriction and the recruiting restrictions, like, those are probably going to hurt Tennessee somewhat, but not nearly as bad as what a postseason ban would do. The, a postseason mm-hmm. ban would take the air out of this program, would, would deflate them, which is what I wanted to see. And it, it would essentially, you know, make any program, no matter how prevalent they are, how big of a band or big of a brand they are, think twice about, you know, committing NCAA violations. Because at this point, you're, you're already in a realm of the wild, wild west. I mean, the NCAA programs already think that the NCAA has no power to, mm-hmm. you know, enforce any kind of restrictions on what they're doing. So if you don't make an example, you're just going to feed into that, that uh, narrative or, or that uh, opinion of uh, most college programs. And, and it seems like they're okay with it or they don't really, you know, they, they don't understand the consequences of, of what this means going forward. Indeed, Dalton. Indeed. Listen, I mean, I, I think you're making all valid points, my guy. I think you're making all valid points, but the NCAA has spoken and uh, just is what it is. So, I mean, I guess from the Gamecock perspective, the only thing that you can hope is that the recruiting, the punishments on the recruiting side hurt them in the future and, you know, maybe slow down what they're trying to to build. So, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what else there really is to do or say other than that. And, I mean, you know, yeah, so – What's done is done, yeah. I guess. What's fuck done is Tennessee. Done. Fuck the NCAA. <laughs> they're they're all bitches. Um, they can suck uh, it. I love it. Dalton, well said. That's my opinion. Well said, my friend. Well said. Poetic. <laughs> uh, all right. You have a good one. All right, Dalton. Take care, brother. Great to hear from you. Great stuff from Dalton. Can you tell he's Dalton the Vol hater? Look at this. It says Dalton the Vol hater, doesn't it? Living up to his name. Love that. Taylor Maid says, punishments on the recruiting side, they're at two recruiting losses per year. Yet something. I thought it was five, Taylor. I thought it was 28 over a five-year period scholarships. Am I wrong? I thought it was five. Two is much less significant. You are right. Madison Duncan says, I just saw a post from Florida Gators Swamp News saying they will win 10 games and two were a toss-up. George and LSU, the toss-ups. If I laugh any harder, I'm going to throw up. I have not seen that. That's quite a bold take. Quite a bold take. Hmm. Quite a bold take. And I'll tell you this, Taylor May, the 28 that I saw, that came from Tennessee's 24-7 website. So unless I'm, I don't know, maybe I, maybe I looked at the wrong thing. 
Trevor Sikama of Pro Football Focus had this to say, quote, he has my vote as the receiver not getting talked about enough right now heading into the season. That about Juice Wells. I would agree. I would agree. I, I don't know that Juice Wells are getting quite the quite the uh, the love and the hype that maybe he deserves. TaylorMade says they've already self-sanctioned 18 by end of the year, 10 more to go, two per year. Oh, I didn't know. Okay, I didn't know that. I just saw 28 on their website. Wow, okay. That's not, not nearly as much then. Not nearly as much. <clears throat> not nearly as much. Here we go. <laughs> this will be funny. Call from Tigerton Graphics. I love it. You know, the you got to think about the effort it takes to find these businesses and go to like a prank call thing and have have a business number call this number. I don't know. Maybe the, I guess there's a site that makes it easy to do that. I have no idea. Either way, keep it coming. 843-790-3372. I, I wish the people that were doing that would call in themselves. Let's have the convo. <clears throat> That's what I've always wondered is like, Genuinely, I've, I've always wondered this. The people who hate me so much and spread so much of what they spread on social media, I mean, why not call and put it on the airwaves? Like, like if, if it's if you feel it needs to be said to such a degree, just, just call the number. It's, it's wide open. Call the number. Say what you have to say. Say what you have to say. I mean, why not? It, it's here. I'd respect you a lot more if you did that. Actually, no, I wouldn't. You're a slapdick. Madison Duncan asked, just notice the chair. Is it comfy? It is. It is, Madison. This is a, I love this chair. Yeah, the, the chair is incredible, dude. Chair is awesome. Timmy says, what happened to the seafood commercial? So, funny story, Timmy, about the seafood people. So, Carolina Seafood Market, they hit me up. Hey, love your show. I'm a Gamecock. Uh, Want to run an ad through Father's Day. Put the partnership on pause and then come back during the football season. Say, cool, whatever. Whatever, that's fine. So we run the ad, whatever, and I hit up the owner. He's like, yeah, man, I'm actually uh, I'm out of the country right now. Hit you up when I get back. He, he hits me up like two weeks later. Says, oh, yeah, hey, I'm back from being out of the country. I sold the business. <laughs> sold the business. Just like that. Just Just sold the business just like that, and Said, yeah, I gave your uh, your information to the new owner. You're the man. Let's link up at a Carolina game, whatever. So, I don't know, guys. I I don't know about the, the seafood stuff. I That was a, you know, it happens, though. I mean, it happens. So, it happens every now and then. Some You know, people, you get business partners. They fall off. Things happen. Businesses change. I mean, you know what's funny, guys? I just found this out a couple of days ago. You know, I moved recently, as you all obviously know. And <clears throat> I was looking for a moving company to help out. And you might recall, Upstate Movers Group used to be one of our business partners, like all through COVID, like immediately after COVID. Like they were a big time business partner. And uh, for about a year, they were my business partner. And so I'm like, hey, I'll, I'll hit him up, right? He's probably still out there, whatever. And uh, I hit him up and lo and behold, they, he not even in business anymore. Just, just, just folded up shop. No longer a moving company. So I mean, guys, you just never know. It's it's hard out here, man. I mean, there's a lot of small businesses that do not make it. You know what I mean? So, 
we're uh we're fortunate i'm grateful that i've been able to make it and continue and grow and thrive and um you know very very grateful for that so but yeah it's just you know what happens man and over the next like couple of weeks you know there will be very much so an increase in the interest in people partnering up with the Spurs Up show, which is normal. It's natural, guys, because football moves the needle. Like, everybody wants to be a business partner during football season. It, it just it just makes sense. Everybody does. So, um, it's cool. It's fine. And, you know, you learn as an entrepreneur, like, when you make your money and, you know, when you generate the most revenue and stuff like that, so. Ruination says, Chris stays shutting down business while standing on business. I guess so, Ruination. <laughs> I don't know. I guess so, my guy. I guess so. I guess so. Anyways, 843-790-3377. Guys, final couple of minutes in our season preview series is officially in the books, guys. We talked offense, defense, special teams all week long. Make sure you check out the podcast in case you missed anything. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, beginning Sunday, guys, because, of course, again, TDC is going to be a lot different because we'll be in Nashville, Tennessee, for SEC Media Day. So we'll go live Sunday through Wednesday and then Friday. So Sunday through Wednesday will be at night. Friday will be right here, normal time. No show Thursday because we're traveling. But uh, we will begin next week our opponent preview series you guys might recall the sec team previews where i just jumped on with someone from the other team other side and you know got the full rundown of their team and outlook for their season all that good stuff the opponent preview series is everyone on south carolina's schedule so for example right after tdc today at three o'clock i'm jumping on with aj of tar heel tar heel illustrated which is a Rivals website. We're going to talk all things UNC, the 2022 season, their head coach, Matt Brown, out, outlook for this fall for offense, defense, special teams, the overall outlook. And then, of course, we'll talk a little bit about South Carolina, North Carolina in that season opener. So it's a lot of fun, guys. You know, I, I love doing it because we get to learn more about the teams on the schedule and their outlooks and what they have going on. And I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy it greatly. It's a ton of fun and looking forward to uh, getting that going. So th those will air every day. So, Sunday night will be UNC, Monday will be Furman, Tuesday, Georgia, Wednesday, Mississippi State, and then Friday will be Tennessee. And then the following week, we'll go Florida, we'll go, what is it, Mizzou, A&M, Jacksonville State, Vandy, Kentucky, Clemson. So, that'll happen over the next two and a half weeks or so, and then after that, we get into our position unit preview Series. Very, very excited for that, guys. Looking forward to it. Going to be a lot of fun. Ruination says, Chris, go enjoy next week. I most certainly will. I, I, I most certainly will. Uh, Ruination, I absolutely will. Um, I mean, I was talking about this earlier. You know, obviously, the, the opportunity with content at SEC Media Days is something I'm going to take advantage of. I mean, the, the content is going to be crazy. Bleeding out the eyeballs. It's going to be a blast. But Bruin Nation, at the same time, to your point, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to soak it all in, enjoy the moment, enjoy being there, um, you know, and not lose sight of how cool it is and how special it is 
the fact that we're at SEC Media Days. I, I for sure I'm going to do that. So, uh, Baru Nation, I appreciate you. Madison says, will you do a 30-second Facebook live? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live check-in from the drive or places people you visit. Madison, I will most certainly be posting content. I don't know that I'll do like a 30-second live necessarily. Maybe, Madison, I don't know if you follow us on Instagram. Instagram Live would be good for something like that. Instagram Live would be really good for something like that. So, you know, maybe so. Um, You know, I'll be posting, Madison, a ton of video, photos, all that good stuff. But, um We'll probably save the live stuff for the Daily Crow at the uh, at at nighttime, if you will. So, anyways, Jeff Golich says we need a sim game countdown in the top left corner. Yeah, hey Jeff, it literally gets going next weekend, starting Sunday night, South Carolina UNC on the simulation. It's going to be a ton of fun. John Ebert says enjoy Nashville. Thank you so much, John Ebert. I appreciate it. Robbie Davis says have a great weekend, safe travels. Robbie Davis, you as well. Uh, guys, that being said, we're going to go ahead and end it now. Again, I've got that conversation. Hold on. Bruin Nation said, are you going to ask a question to anyone? Bruin Nation, I'm trying to ask a question to everyone. That, that you know, I mean, obviously, Bruin Nation, one of, the, one of the most exciting things for me is I continue to get to grow not just the TSUS brand, but my personal brand. And so, yes, I mean, I, I will be in the big room for all of the coaches' conversations and you know, I'm going to do my very best to ask questions and, again, get my name out there and conversate with these coaches. And, you know, if I don't get a question in, it's fine. It's no big deal. Because I'm sure they've got their local media that want to ask questions and need to ask questions. But if I can, if I can, most certainly. I, that, that's ruination. That's absolutely the plan. I mean, you can look at SEC Media Days this way. As awesome as the content side is, you can think of this, at least the way I'm viewing it, as like the biggest, baddest networking event that you can go to in this space. I mean, that's the, I mean, dude, everybody will be there. All these national guys, big-time content dudes, podcasts, radio, whatever. Like, you know, I, I mean, everybody will be there. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Going to be a lot of fun in ruination. I'm going I'm to try to ask questions, even, uh, even to Coach Shane Beamer. So that might be kind of interesting. I don't know. Uh, we all know how Steve Fink and company feel about yours truly. And, you know, we'll just kind of see what what happens, if you will. We'll, we'll see what happens. But, uh, no, nah, I mean, listen, I, I think it'll be a great week. And if I do get to ask Coach Beaver a question, it'll be about football and sticking with ball and learning about his team and learning about this season. And, you know, we'll go from there. So, uh, anyways, guys, hey, let's go ahead and get out of here. Again, I got to send over the Zoom link to our guy, AJ, over at Tar here. Tar, why can I not say this? 
Tar Heel Illustrated. Over at Tar Heel Illustrated, the Rivals affiliate for UNC. Timmy says they probably won't let you. I mean, you know what? If they, it, it, Listen, if they don't, they don't. It's, it's totally fine. I'm there. We won. We're good. Anyways, guys, we're going to go and get out of here, wrap it up. It is 3 o'clock. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank y'all so much for the love, the support. It means the world, man. The next time you hear from yours truly in the Daily Crow, we'll be in Nashville. SEC Media Days, man. I'm, I'm giddy about it. Can't wait. The content's going to be incredible. Hey, thank you all so much, guys. Appreciate each and every single one of you tuning in. Truly the love, the support. Subscribe on YouTube. Check out the podcast. Thank you all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you all on Sunday night. SEC Media Days. Thank you.